Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help nurture Hey, 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 welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we have Daniel Francisco, who is a personal branding expert, and he is joining us from the Philippines. So Daniel works to help entrepreneurs position themselves as thought leaders in their field, scale their message through digital PR, and he's also the host of the Drive to Succeed podcast. So we're gonna delve into this conversation on marketing message and media. And Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Angel, for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited for you to be here and have this conversation. This is definitely going to be a great one. So the thing about your topic today with marketing message and media, it's what I like to call the theme of the three M's, very Mm -hmm. similar to my podcast, Milestones, Motivation and Money. And so we had that in sync right off the bat. And I was like, wait a minute, got to have this guy on. Of course, marketing is the number one topic in business, your message what you're putting out there. People need to hear it. And of course, media, everyone needs media for their brand or their business. So this should be a hot topic. Absolutely. (laughs) How about you tell us a little bit more about you? I'm originally from the Philippines. So I moved in Dubai in 2010 for the reason of for a short vacation. Originally joke about this, my three months didn't become 11 years in Dubai. But originally... I was actually graduated from nursing and then I had a surgery in 2010 and that gave me a time to reflect. So my dad was working as an engineer in in Dubai for so long and told me like, Daniel, why don't you just come here, check out what other opportunities are waiting for you. So I, I arrived in Dubai in 2010 and when I see Dubai, I was like, wow, Burj Khalifa and all the city of lights. And I'll be really crazy if I just went back home and not take advantage of this opportunity. So like any other expat looking for making a lifestyle or living for himself, I look for a job. And fortunately, in during my third or fourth interview, I got accepted one. So in the span of three years working for the company, I was in a process of being burnt out. So I submitted my resignation. But my boss didn't accept it and said like, oh, we still need you here and you are my investment. I teach you everything, even though you didn't believe in yourself in the beginning. But then the next day when I come home, my HR called me saying like, Daniel, you're laid off and you need to leave Dubai the day after. And so that made me reflect on things that, all right, am I going to be like my family back in the Philippines, like working for someone and just be like the traditional nine to five, although there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that I always ask myself, like, will I be doing this for the next 10 years? So what I did was make, made a plan and look for a mentors. Obviously, if you're looking for mentors, it's either one, you hire for a mentor or two, you work for them for free or for a fee. So that's what I did. And then while working for the publishing company, I just started to do my side hustle, which you know, selling my agency services, cold calling, email marketing to this point of being spammy. (laughs) And then once I had enough clients, I decided to leave my corporate job and started 
call calling at home. And it was really interesting journey because you're trying to sell yourself all the time. And that's what I believe what got me attracted into personal branding, because like any other entrepreneur, especially right now, back in the day when you wanted to generate a, a sale or build relationship, you need to meet them face to face. And it would take three or five or seven meetings for you to develop and strengthen that relationship. But I realized, all right, so there should be another way for me to position myself as an expert in my field without being salesy or too sleazy. And that's when I realized, all right, so I can create content, which is a podcast and use that content to educate and inform my clients or my prospective clients and build network at the same time. And I realized that social media is a powerful tool, but that is a platform that you cannot control. But in terms of like audio and podcasting, there's a lot of meat in there in terms of building relationships because in platforms like social or let's say like Facebook or Instagram, you only have so much short attention span to to capture your audience attention. Unlike in podcasts, when someone listens to a podcast for 30, 45 minutes, you're basically letting them hear your voice for that span. And if they listen to you every week, then just imagine the quality of relationships that will develop into. So in terms of like sales process, it's much more, you can say shorter compared to the traditional sales, like send profile, face-to-face, handshaking and all that. So that's what I do. And then when I started my podcast, people are asking me like, Daniel, how do you do that? I realized like I have something in here and I just really need to pioneer this path. And so what I did is I created a course around personal branding and podcasting. And that's because I always believe that if I can do it, they can also do it. So it's just a matter of who are the audience. So it, it totally depends what the strategy is going into. But I, I believe that every person should be having a thought leadership platform like a podcast in order to spread their message and have their media attention that they're looking for. Wow, that sounds like such an exciting journey. And living in Dubai, I've never been, but of course I've seen the pictures and of course Burj Khalifa, so beautiful. The entire country is beautiful. So what's been one of your best experiences since living there? Wow, there's a lot, but the one that really stood out with me was last year since the pandemic happened. So this this is a personal story. I can't believe this because I've been living in Dubai for or UAE in general in for the past 10 years, but I haven't really like ventured out into the mountains, into the hiking spots in the UAE. <laughs> and that's the first time I realized, right? So there's more than the city, the landscape. There's a lot of mountains that you can hike or climb into. So me and my wife, I think we started October last year. And every weekend, we always climb new mountains or hike new mountains. And we were like weekend warriors, <laughs> hashtag weekend warriors. So, so if, if they check my Instagram or my LinkedIn, I think I posted it somewhere there that we, we climb a lot of mountains. And that's one of the things that made me really enjoy the life here. Because there's always a contrast of city, urban lifestyle, and then there's also a way for you to get off the road and really just go venture into like solidarity of nature. Definitely. Now, I'm not a nature person, so I can't relate, (laughs) but but it sounds amazing. (laughs) 
<laughs> now I want to discuss the layoff because sure. this is definitely something that's a recurring theme with many of my past guests who are entrepreneurs and many entrepreneurs that I meet and something that I've been through it at an early age. And mm-hmm. I, I always say being laid off is one of those things that it sort of takes you to a place of understanding that you can't necessarily always rely on that corporate paycheck. You mm-hmm. are always looking to have that plan B and then you really start to work on that residual income and it really pushes you to work towards that business goal or that plan and becoming resilient. What is your thought process on people who've been laid off in relation to entrepreneurship? Sure. So that's a good question. So there, there are a few things that I always believe in. If you're like looking for a new ways to reinvent yourself or make an income out of your expertise. So number one, a check, or take inventory of the things that you're already good at. Because obviously, if you've been to a career that you could say like about finance, so let's say you're already good at finance, instead of like being a chartered, let's say an accountant or something like that, why don't you be a consultant for a company? So that's other two. So that's number one, like check what you're good at and take an inventory of what it is and combine it with the things that you're passionate about. Because most of the time, the reason why... Um, we hate our nine to five, not because it's always repetitive, but because it already sucked the the energy out of us, the things that made us in love towards that first job that we're doing. So it's always good to combine what we're good at and what we're passionate about. And there's always there's obviously always a center around it. And things three always be looking on how can you earn from it? Because obviously you're good at it you're passionate about it, but how can you earn from it? Because you can do it for free, but you can also do it for a fee. So if you're looking towards, maybe you wanted to solve problems towards the, let's say like the SDG, Sustainable Development Goals, uh, which is more like a nonprofit, you can do that. And that's where you can put your energy into doing something that you love, but also making sure that you're building your credibility and building something that you will be paid off. So you have two spectrums where one, you're doing what you love, two, you're doing where you can get paid at. And once you're doing what both of them, I believe that would be sustainable. And in terms of like being laid off, I, I was reading this, I think yesterday, like top, tough times don't last, top people do. So everything is temporary. It's just about finding that it's like you're, you're searching for gold, but in order for you to search for gold, you need to dig deep. So you need to try a lot of things. You need to take it as an experiment. There's no like A to B, B to C. There's always like A to B, but different pathways. So it's always important to try to just experiment a little bit and find what works. And then when you find what is working, make sure you go dig deep, like you're searching for gold because if you found gold, then I believe that's what will make you successful at the end of the day, what, whatever that is. And what I learned was that you don't need to be a millionaire as well to be happy, right? Or you don't need to be a millionaire to help people. There are times where you just need to have your time, energy, and effort, and that can lead to a lot of opportunities as well. So that's why I always combine what you're good at, what you're passionate about, what the problem you're solving, and how you can get paid for it. Yes. And I think so many people need to really sit down and think about what you just said there, because we have people who are sitting in their jobs and they may love what they do, or they may hate what they do. But I always say, think about how you can 
transfer those skills that you have in corporate. And that definitely leads us to the next question that I have as far as how someone can really position themselves as a thought leader in their field. And I think that really falls into play as far as understanding what your expertise is. So for someone who's looking into building their brand, so Mm -hmm. this episode, we want to focus on uh, marketing and message and media, but before you even get to that aspect, there may be someone who's listening, who's like, well, what do I even do? How do I become a thought leader? So Mm -hmm. what should be their first step as far as stepping into that space? Sure. So that's a good question. So number one, so you already like check like the or things that I mentioned, right? Normally that's where we, we get started, like what you're good at, what you're passionate about, the problem you're solving and how you can get paid for it. So when you find an intersection of that, people call this ikigai or people call this purpose. And sometimes you look on this purpose, like it's a big, like shining star that, that's that's waiting for us. But the truth is we need to really seek out and take inventory what what we're good at and how we can deliver that promise. Because like any other businesses or building a brand, you need to know what your purpose is. Why why do you exist? And what is the promise that you deliver? In Amazon, you can buy a lot of things in one click. So in, in Starbucks, you can, you know, it's all about community one cup at a time. So as you as a person or, or, or as an expert in your field, what is the one thing that you can offer in your audience or with your market that is consistent to who you are as a person and consistent what you offer in terms of like product or service. So that's number one. Number two, why you? So I think Simon Sinek start start with why. The second thing is what your purpose is. Know what your personal story is. Because at the end of the day, the reason we're doing this podcast is to make it more relatable to people who are listening. But you as an expert, when you communicate who you are as a person, what your expertise are, what is your personal story that brings you from A to B to B to C to C to D? I think Carl Jung um, pioneered this path about the hero's journey. So every hero, they come to struggle, either internal or external. And at the end of that struggle, there is a transformation. And what is the transformation that happens to your personal story? So it's really important to communicate your values, that the trials and challenges that you encounter, and the core messages that you have. So one of the things that most people get confused about, especially when they're creating content, is that they need to, like, I'm so I'm a finance expert. I need to create all this, 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 this. But that's another infomercial of your business or your product. So instead of, like, telling them what to do, show them what you have experienced, and then use that story in order for you to relate and communicate who you are. And I think you're also giving people to have a buy-in when you use your personal story. So that's number two. Number three, since your story, what your purpose is, check out what is the best platform to deliver that message? Is it social media? Is it Facebook group? Is it Instagram? Is it a podcast like this? Originally, when I started um, my podcast, because I wasn't confident in video, so I so what I, I asked myself, like, what's the best way for me to communicate without showing up on video and podcasting? See, because I'm just hiding behind the camera, behind the mic, and just use the platform to deliver that message. But obviously, that transitions because the more you, you publish, the more you will get noticed. And the more you get noticed, that brings up to more opportunities, either to media speaking, paid gigs, courses. So you need to take inventory, like, all right, am I good at this? Maybe this is already I'm in tune into. And if you don't know where to get started, just document your journey. 
I am like me when I started my, my podcast, The Drive to Succeed. I don't have any equipment. I don't know how to even publish or how to even put it online on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But then I, I, I committed like one day, me and my wife was, you know, taking our vacation, our wedding anniversary. And I just launched it on Instagram saying like, I'll be launching this podcast, The Drive to Succeed in the next four weeks. So I have four weeks to deliver that message and create the platform. So I started podcasting and obviously I am here where I am now. And, and of course, when what your platform is, it's really important because you already know your message. It's really important to know what kind of positioning you're looking into. Obviously, the more people know your story, the more they're getting you as a top of their mind expert. This is what personal branding is all about. It's not about selling. It's just, it's just putting yourself in front of their mind. If they're looking for finance, they're looking for marketing. It's Daniel. They're looking for finance angel. So those kind of stuff. So you need to know your position. Do you want to be the Rolls Royce of your industry? Maybe targeting the top 1% of your industry or you're okay with the mass markets who can probably have a purchasing decision between $100 or $1,000. It doesn't matter. As long as you work to position yourself and there's there's a strategy behind it. It's, it's called the Blue Ocean Strategy. I'm sure we can dig deep, dig dive into this topic more later on. And obviously, when what your positioning is, you basically need to create an offering because there's no point in creating a platform to deliver a message. And then when they go after they're listening to your message and they get up, up all right, and they go to Google or, or LinkedIn or Instagram, they cannot find an offer. Like, how can I work with you? So it's, it's, ter- it's terrible that way. That's why it's really important to have a strategy behind it. Like, All right. At the end of the day, what do I want my audience to take an action into? So if you have a product, fine. If you're, if you have, if you're trying to build an audience, fine. But as long as where the, you know, personal brand comes in and how do you utilize that so that you can get the maximum ROI behind it? Oh, absolutely. And so you said the magic word of branding and oh my gosh, It is so important for people to understand that they need to build their brand. Now, for people who are still in corporate America, and some people forget that while you're in corporate, especially as you're rising up, you should focus not only on your professional brand, but also your personal brand. Now, can you give some advice to someone who may still be in their corporate job as to how they should start building their personal brand and if they should differentiate their personal brand from what their professional brand is? That's that's a very, very good question. This We're going to be a little bit tactical here. Like I mentioned, because most of the time when you're working and you're trying to build a personal brand, this is where people get confused because when you go into a career, you put yourself in a box. And there was a time where, all right, so this is what I'm already good at. So this is the path that I will go into. So they haven't explored it yet. So one way to build a brand is at the beginning, create content around your expertise and attract an audience based on your expertise. And then it will develop over time. There's no perfect personal brand. Like it always comes down to like zero budget, zero marketing. You're going to find your voice along the way. But if you don't get started, then you'll have a hard time to jump from that corporate nine to five into building a personal brand. So one of the things that I always advise is Take an inventory, the type of problems you encounter every day. Maybe you hate, I don't know, there's a process in the bank that you really hate about, but you're, all, you're, you're good in building systems. Maybe you're good in, I don't know, writing. So instead of like 
thinking about it that you're already good at it and you you hate and you have you have the problems that you need to solve start building content around it and then when when your tribe got attracted to it you're going to build your personal around it and you know it's there's a lot of things because it's not video there's a lot of things to do around it but i always suggest is to just really get started because there's nothing really perfect in the beginnings that's very great advice and very interesting because I want to relate this back to myself because I'm, I'm still in corporate. I always consider myself a dualpreneur. And there's been two times that I've left corporate America. One was involuntarily when I was laid off. And mm-hmm. one was voluntarily when I decided to just take some time off and focus on my personal brand. And really, that was a pivotal point in my life where I was like, okay, what do I want to do? How do I want to brand myself? Do I want to do the same thing that I'm doing in corporate? And you really gave some great tips because sometimes it takes some soul searching and you really have to understand what you're good at, what you can offer. And so for anyone who's listening, you definitely have to get a pen and paper out if you haven't already and take some notes from what Daniel's providing here. I was saying is that when you take an inventory of yourself, that's the first step. Second is ask people within your network and validate that what you've written so let's say i'm good at this da, da, da. test it out like ask ask the people in your network right is is this something that you'd be interested to learn more do you think i'm good at this try to validate it and create you can say like a prototype around it and then create solutions based on that because it's always important not just to be biased because most of the time when we're trying to brand ourselves it's like very i i wouldn't use narcissistic but it's always like very how do I shoot it? How do, it's like more in within yourself. Like you're trying to validate the things that you already know, but it's always get to, val- to get validation on a third person perspective or having that bird eye view angle. Because there's, like I mentioned, there's nothing perfect. And it's always important to validate and get feedback on what you're trying to build rather than go out there and be perfect and nobody likes it, right? So... Yes, definitely. Thanks so much for that. But the branding aspect, it is so interesting. And I think, uh, again, your points have been wonderful. I'm sure some people will really get something out of it and hopefully start to work on what their brand is, what their message is for their brand or their business. Now, I want to get into something else. Of course, my whole topics I relate to are very business related, financial related, And I like to ask my guests this question. It's like, change it up every season. (laughs) And so (laughs) I don't don't know, you might be caught off guard, but (laughs) I change it up every season, the question that I'm going to ask, the theme question. So the theme of my brand is balling on a budget. That phrase has been around for many years. Mm -hmm. And it's also the name of a financial workbook I have on Amazon, but Mm -hmm. I Love to hear your definition of balling on a budget. So for me, if I will relate it to what I'm doing is that you can always build a personal brand on a budget. It doesn't need to be fancy. Like you need to have a website. You need to have the funnels. You need to have the lead generation and all that. When I mentioned about balling a budget, you can show yourself authentically with literally an internet and a smartphone communicate what your message is and talk about what you're really, really passionate about and attract audience based on that. And it doesn't matter what, what kind of 
you know messaging you have at the beginning it will always evolve so just maintaining that you're building something even though in a budget you're going to be balling later on i like that <laughs> All right. So this has been such a great conversation and uh, wish we had so much more time, but I'm sure that we'll have you back to answer some additional questions and topics surrounding marketing media and message. Where can our listeners find you online? Sure. So they can find me on LinkedIn, Daniel Francisco, or on Instagram, Daniel underscore Francisco underscore. If they are someone who wanted to build a personal brand or build a podcast and they own a business or just starting out, they can go to the website. They have a lot of free resources at the drive to succeed.com forward slash learn. And then if they're much more serious and they really own a business, either six to eight figure business and more into serious, they can go on a website, danmediagroup.com forward slash B2B dash podcast. So I know it might be a little bit overwhelming, but I'm sure you're going to put it on the show notes anyway. They can check them out and always free to send me a voice note on either platforms and be happy to answer any questions as well. All right. Any last words for our listeners? So what I would recommend is if you're listening right now and you don't know where to start and you feel like you're lost somewhere, I would, again, not to be repetitive, but just go out there, experiment a little bit, take up your phone, document what you're doing, communicate what you're very good at. And maybe, you know, that will lead to some opportunity that you can be really proud of and really be enjoyable for you in the long run. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with Angel online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss RMBA. That's M-I-S-S-R-M-B-A. Be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones, motivation, and money.